as we are in this, what is often called this Holy Week, I'm thankful we can come to this scripture that can show us how to bring with Christ's grace significant change to people. Here, when we come together at GPC each week, we're going through this wonderful short letter of 1 Peter. We must understand the context and setting of this brief letter that Peter is writing to those who are being persecuted, tortured, starved, and abused. The initial recipients of this letter were scattered in various places. They're refugees. They've run from their homes, from their businesses, their finances. They're strangers. They are nobodies. They're outsiders into a strange place. And the Holy Spirit is enabling Peter to offer them help for today and a hope for tomorrow, not knowing what tomorrow they will experience. It's a letter of encouragement, giving them help and hope. It's a letter intended to bring wonderful change in individuals, bring about a significant Christ-exalted change in government in people, in culture, in families. And it's interesting, in such a context like this, there's teaching about marriage and family. Is that what you write? When people are being scattered and abused and tortured? Yes. The Holy Spirit is enabling Peter to give us these words. And notice, very important, that first word given both to the wife and to the husbands. The wives and the husbands. The word is likewise. Likewise. He's continuing that ongoing teaching that has occurred earlier. What is the teaching that is again applied? It's the teaching of Trusting Christ with government authorities. The word earlier that we see in these first two chapters is this. Submit and yield to government. Christians, you who are professing Christ as your Savior and Lord, yes, you're going through crisis and difficulty and pain. And yes, this is a wicked government, but obey them until they tell you to do something that's contrary to Scripture. As Christ says, obey those in authority over you until you must obey God rather than man. You must obey God rather than human law. But In the context, likewise, just as you believers are to submit to the government's authority until they lead you into disobedience, secondly, 
respecting the authority of the employer. The employee to the employer, the employer to the employee. The scripture is about the slave and his master. God has established both government to help protect God's people and bring punishment against those who disobey. That's the reason God's established government, to help protect and provide for the people and to punish those who disobey. Here, God says, do you want to see change? Then live with respect. Even employee to your employer, all that's preceding. And now he turns to the family. Seeing government change, seeing work change. Now he talks about change in the family. A radical, wonderful, Christ-exalted change. Likewise, wives, watch a change that may occur in a husband who's disobedient. Change may not occur. And the wife is respecting her husband. She's giving him honor. But this gives hope and encouragement and teaching. Young folk, look at what Christ says. For one day you may be married. Girls, look at this. Guys, look at this. This is what God has established God has established the family within the church to bring about change. And all, we're to share these truths with others. So wives, what does he say? Be subject to your own husbands so that even if some do not obey the word, they may be won without a word by the conduct of their wives when they see your respectful and pure conduct. That word, submit or subject, is so often misunderstood and misapplied. It's misunderstood. It's misapplied. It does not mean that the husband is the ultimate authority and the wife must obey as a slave. No. The word here lived out is wives respect your husband. Where do we see it? We see it right here. When they see your what? Respect. Respectful and pure conduct. All of us submit and yield to the governments until they tell us to do something contrary to Scripture. Employees, may your employers and supervisors say of you, you are respectful. Respectful. The wife before her husband. Surveys tell us that men, husbands, people desire respect more than other, any other desire, even from their wife. Did you hear that? Men, husbands 
desire respect even more than the marital relationship. That's how important it is. And that's the reason respectful and pure conduct in verse 2. Respectful. May your family, may your children, your grandchildren, may neighbors, may people who know you, wives, see that yes, you may disagree. And you will disagree in many matters. But even in disagreement, there's a respect for your husbands. So that, here's a word of application, so that wives who have husbands who, who are resentful to Christ, who refuse the word, who reject the authority of Scripture. They don't believe, they don't obey, but when the wife, when the husband sees a wife that is respectful, look, may be one without a word by the conduct of the wife. The power of behavior. So often, Our actions speak louder than our words. That's what he's saying. When they see your respectful and pure conduct, the conduct is pure. It's real. It's not a mixture. It's not a facade. It's conduct that is pure. Look at verse 3. Do not let your adorning be external, the braiding of the hair, the putting on of gold, jewelry, or the clothing you wear, but let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and a quiet spirit which in God's sight is very precious. Girls, Ladies, men that we can share with others, where is your focus? When you begin your day, certainly you want to look nice. You want your hair looking nice. Your clothing looking nice. The right jewelry, that's not wrong until that is more important than that inner beauty of your soul. That's what he's saying. Don't let that external adorning, again, he uses the hair, he uses the jewelry, he uses the clothing. Where's your focus? What takes a greater priority? Where do you spend more time? Are you pursuing that inner beauty of your soul? The other's important, but he cannot take precedent. That's what he's saying. You want to bring change? You want Christ to bring change in the family? Change in the culture? A positive 
Change may occur when those out there see a wife who respects her husband, may disagree, but as long as he doesn't tell you to do something unspiritual, they see your, your craving for the inner beauty of your soul, that can bring change. Look, verse 3 again. Do not let your adorning be external, the braiding of the hair, the putting on of gold, jewelry, or the clothing you wear. It's not wrong, but it must not take precedent. But let your adorning be that hidden person of the heart with that imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit which is in God's sight very, very precious. Guys, do you want this in a wife? Ladies, do you want this? Men, do we want this? What are we doing? What will we do to help our wives? have that hidden beauty that is imperishable. What's he saying? (laughs) He is saying here that imperishable beauty. He's saying the hair may grow gray and the wrinkles, if you live long enough, they will come. They'll come to your body. You'll slow down. You won't be able to maneuver as fast and do the things you did when you were younger. That external beauty will not last. But that inner beauty, I'm hesitant, but I feel like need to apply it. I just returned. I had been in college, left because of the draft, went into the military, then back to that same college. And as soon as I came back one Saturday morning in the cafeteria, I noticed a young lady. Wow. We became friends. She was beautiful then. And now 43 plus years of marriage. She's always been beautiful. More beautiful than ever. Yeah. More beautiful than ever. I've never wanted to be with her more, enjoy her more than now. That first date took to a restaurant and I excused myself came back to the table she was talking to the waiter about the things of the Lord she wasn't showing off that was just her I said wow it was real did that waiter know Christ as his Savior, as his Lord. It was real. 
Ladies, how is it? Girls, how is it? Guys, men, are you known as wanting to look nice? Absolutely. But are you known for that imperishable beauty of your heart? Are you known as a gentle, quiet person? Which God says is very precious. Or are you known as a critical, harsh, belittling wife? Critical, harsh, mean. Are you known? The words the Holy Spirit gives us is the word gentle, quiet spirit, speaking your thoughts. Ooh, she agrees, she disagrees with me. <laughs> she tells me I'm wrong. But she does it with respect. And God says in his sight, that is very precious. Verse five, for this is how the holy women, verse five, this is how the holy women who hoped in God used to adorn themselves using Sarah as an example with her respect for her Abraham. Wow. What can bring change in culture? in family relationships, in government, an attitude of respect. Before government, before those in work, management over us, in the home, in the home. Likewise, look at verse seven. There it is again, likewise, Wives, like wives. Husbands, like wives. In the same way, we're to respect government, respect those within the workforce, respect there in the home. Likewise, husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way. Husbands, future husbands, are we seeking to understand our wives? Seek to understand her, to really know her, showing her honor. You honor her. You seek to know her. You seek to understand her. Show her honor, look, to the woman as the weaker vessel. What does that mean? Weaker vessel here, as I understand from my readings and study, it's the less muscle mass. The less muscle mass. Normally, there are exceptions. Normally, the wife... Is not as strong. Normally does not have the endurance. There are exceptions. And strength. And physical achievements. There are exceptions. 
husbands, future husbands, does your wife or will your wife say you seek to understand her? That you long to show her honor. Yes, she may not be able to do the things you do. Run as far as you run. Work. There are exceptions. But you treat her with honor. With respect. You, the word is cherish. Wives, respect. Men, cherish. Cherish. Nourish her. Consider her as the most precious possession Christ has given you. Cherish her. Provide for her. Protect her. That she will feel and believe, yes, you'll disagree. Yes, you'll. But deep down after repentance has occurred, she believes you cherish her. For you long to honor her as the weaker partner since, ooh, listen, look, very important. Since they are heirs with you of the grace of life so that your prayers may not be hindered. Men, we are not more important, no more valuable. We have different roles than our wives different responsibilities, but we're not more important. We're not more valuable. God says you're co-heirs. You're together in this grace of Christ. You're co-heirs. The Bible says God does not have the male and female where one is more important than the other. No, no, no male or female, no slave, no free. You're in his grace together. If you're both repenting, if you're both turning and repenting and believing on Christ, so that your prayers may not be hindered. That's frightening. That is frightening, men. We may appear that we've got it together. That we're really godly. But if we're not showing respect to our wife and honoring her, even in disagreements, respecting her, honoring her, our prayers are hindered. That's frightening. But God says, I see what you're saying to your wife. I see how you're treating her. And it's not good. And your prayers are hindered. All of this is in the very context of people going through difficulty, going through hard times. They're stressed. They're running for their lives. And the Holy Spirit says, what about the family? within the context of the church. Wives, how are you doing? How are you doing? Future wives, 
Are you giving as much attention to that inner beauty, the beauty of your heart, the beauty of your spiritual life, in the word, in prayer, within the context of others? How are you doing? Do not let the outward beauty take precedent. It's the inner beauty. And the outward will come. Wives, future wives, be bold enough to ask your husband, to ask your children, to ask people who know you. Are you valued as a quiet, respectful person? Yes, you you share your heart. You speak what's there. But are you doing it in what he says, a quiet, gentle way? I hope I never forget. My wife was so gentle and quiet when we had been walking around the block when our children were younger and she said it quietly, she said it respectfully. But she said, Archie, she wished I would treat her as kindly as I treat the congregation. Wow. Just treat me the way you treat them. That's what she was saying. But she said it in such a quiet, respectful way. Talk to her nicely. Be as concerned about her and the family as I am. My reputation before the congregation is what she was saying. Quiet, gentle. Saying with quietness and gentle, living with me is like walking on eggshells. She said it respectfully. Kindly. And she said it from the heart. Walking on eggshells. Husbands, be humble enough Courageous enough, humble enough, future husbands, say to your wife, what can I do? How do I need to change to give you the honor and respect that you deserve? What am I doing that I shouldn't do or not doing that I should How do do I change in order to cherish you and honor you and make you feel you're the most valuable possession in my life? And ask your wife that. Guys, when you're married, in this wonderful, 
in the very context of life being hard. There's this teaching. If I, a sinner and a struggler, can be of assistance, if will can be of assistance, we have elders and deacons, we have men who will talk and share confidentially. You can go to them. Ladies, there are younger ladies, there are older ladies to whom you can talk in confidence. For the honor and praise of Christ and for the good of your home and a watching, listening community. They watch us. They listen. Let's pray. Father, thank you for Christ. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for the resurrection. Christ taking sin upon himself to give his own holiness. Thank you. Thank you for the scriptures, the Bible that is true and perfect and complete. Father, convict us of our sins. Show us where we were wrong in our words, in our behavior, in our conduct, in our thoughts. But convince us of the righteousness of Christ. Do your work of grace. Do your work of grace in all of us. Bring radical, wonderful, extraordinary change. In your Son we ask, amen.